Hello and welcome to No Load Time, episode 59. My name is Ovid Vales and with me is the most interesting man in the world, Joel Young. Silence your phone. What's good, No Load Time? Yes, sir, it is <laughs> silence. That's just funny. It's almost like it was a, 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 a tune, like almost like I was just trying to announce my presence, right? Joel Young, do do do? I don't yeah. know. My, mine just <laughs> bust too, so they both bust at the same time. So, so we got the same alert. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We probably got a work email or something. <laughs> Who you know? yeah uh, yeah yeah exactly yeah we, we, it's getting to the point where in our line of work people are uh are scrambling uh, scrambling a little bit once september comes in uh it becomes a uh, you know when you when you step over an anthill and you see all the ants coming out like it, it kind of goes like that in september but hey you know what it's fun so oh oh but now you're strong we got this yeah we got we got this we got this uh but joe what's up man how are you dude it's been good uh i've been um pretty busy the last few weeks as we've been talking about this but still trying to make time to have some fun and thankfully i was able to as i mentioned to you guys in the last episode that i was going to finish out uh cloak and dagger and i did just that so i went ahead and uh watched the finale and uh shoot i mean it's a good series it you know for freeform <laughs> that was the thing I, when i first heard they announced that the show was going to be on freeform i was a little bit concerned i was like oh is it going to be like a pretty little liars kind of like dramatic you know abc family and uh it definitely has that abc family feel to it but it's not overbearing um and, and they give you enough of what you like with cloak and dagger what you well at least i like with cloak and dagger um, that made me happy enough to to continue watching, and uh, there's some there were some elements in it that that to me um, were unnecessary. I know why they use that to kind of make you have an emotional feeling with the story of these two coming together. Um, the the location for the show is New Orleans, and uh, I know that at Comic Con I was not in the the Cloak and Dagger panel. I was in the Venom panel at the same time. Um, but I know in the Cloak and Dagger panel at Comic-Con, um, someone else I know was actually in that panel, so they kind of kept me up to speed on it. And they told me that the um, producer, Jeff Loeb, actually said the reason that they went to New Orleans instead of New York, because it was originally going to be set in New York, is that they felt like there's enough heroes in New York and that it would kind of feel like another another superhero set in New York, and they just didn't want this, so they chose New Orleans. Makes sense. Um, yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, definitely, definitely makes sense. And, and but the thing that that comes with that is that they try to really incorporate New Orleans culture. I get it because you got to play to the scene that you're in. But there was sometimes there's, there's a specific character. Um, that if you watch the show, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, that they utilize to kind of give this New Orleans history of there's always two and these two magical beings, and then it, like they're supposed to be now the the next two magical beings to save everyone and you know it's it, it to me i i didn't need it to further the story and they almost they almost make like this character is important like this character is going to break this news to them this character really just goes up to them in the finale it's just like you two are the chosen people and just leaves and i was like mm, you spent all this time to <laughs> build up this magical thing and then just to tell them nothing more of your chosen and leave like it, it felt like that that took time away from the powers and the story of cloak and dagger as it's called so that was a little bit of to me a negative but aside from that um the the finale is phenomenal and um uh gosh they they end it with uh, exactly giving us the character if you've heard um what the the season two is going to be called um they said season two is going to be um gosh what, what's the 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 word that they used um i keep wanting to say like uh it's it's like it's it's a specific word. It's the name of the actual character that the villain character that's going to actually be um, in the next season. So they've already greenlit the next season, uh, which they announced at Comic Con, anyways. But good, interesting. I'll be I'll keep watching. It's good enough for me to keep watching. And you guys know I have my rule of three, right? If I watch three episodes, if it's no good, I check out. So it kept me through for the full season, and uh, and I'm actually going to watch the second season as things stand today. So that was pretty good. How, what would you do, Obed? Though cool. Well, I got some family in town, and you know, when you live in Central Florida, and you have family in town, they always want to go to the parks. So, um, so I ended up going to Hollywood Studios, um, which I hadn't been since April of last year, so a little over a year. And um, so we're gonna get a a, a, a Galaxy's a Star Wars Galaxy's Edge update here. 
because uh, I went I went see the uh, the new Toy Story um, Toy Story Land over at the Hollywood Studios, and man, happy to say that that Galaxy's Edge is looking fantastic, dude. Uh, they already added uh, like an actual entrance to the area next to where the Muppets are. Uh, and they finished at Muppets Plaza. It looks really nice now um, because it was all closed off with the new construction going on. So that looks really nice. From Toy Story Land, you can actually see a lot of the construction going on where there's already a ship. There's already mountains. Um, there's already, you know, uh, there's there's already stuff there. So it's it's a significant construction, Joel. I mean, this is not this, this is not a this is not a tent. You know, this when 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 people, you know, if you haven't been to like a a, a big theme park like Disney or Universal, uh, you wouldn't get this sense of uh, of scale that that you get at an actual park. But it looks like this land is going to be phenomenal when they actually open next year. Um, but I, I got to do the two new rides at the Toy Story Land. Uh, the Slinky Dog Coaster was pretty good. Uh, and the other, like, teacup, kind of like alien uh, world thing was fine for kids. I wouldn't recommend waiting more than 20 minutes on that thing. Man, the wait time said 45 minutes. We ended up waiting for, like, an hour 15. So wow. It was not fun, but we ended up doing like a half hour for Tower Terror, like 40 minutes for Rock and Roller Coaster. And we I, I was able to get fast passes for Star Tours. So, you know, other other than those two wait time problems that we had there, because Slinky Dog was about the 70 minute wait and we actually waited like 70 minutes. Wow. Um, well, we got we got there early enough where we can just knock that, you know, out first and then and then keep going. Uh, luckily, we didn't get rained out because it's been raining down here like crazy. Um, we should send some of that rain to California, man. They need it. Um, but yeah, it, it was good. You know, always uh, Disney parks are always a lot of fun. Um, but other than that, Joel, like I have a, uh, uh, we know, we all know that a little independent movie came out on Blu ray um, just yesterday. Uh, Finity War came out. I know you have a copy as well, Joe. The, the exact same copy you have, I exact have. Exact same copy. Well, I have a story for you on this one because. Oh, I want to hear this. So, right, uh, we I got to I, we, I got to work yesterday, right, and then uh, about an hour later, uh, I saw you. I was like, "Hey, man, you grab Avengers." I was like, "Ah, oh, crap! It's Tuesday. That's right." Because I've taken a long weekend out to spend time with my family, and then I forgot that it was Tuesday, so. I, I go to the office thinking it's Monday. <laughs> it's one, one of those cases, right? And then I was like, oh, crap. Well, I, I'll grab it after I get off of work. And at one point, I ha I added it to my cart at Best Buy. It's like, I'll just buy it at Best Buy, and they can send it home, and I'll have it home by Friday. But I was like, you know what? I'll just stop by Target in the morning. That's fine. So after I get stuck in traffic, dude, this morning, it was stupid. Um, um, I stopped by Target, and... Uh, go in and they have uh, you know how target puts the those racks uh those like standees at the entrance that's right oh, to promote right. it so i see the standee and the standee is freaking empty bro it's like <laughs> no 4k copies there was probably like 10 blu-rays and a bunch of dvds so i was like okay well i'll go to the back they probably have some more at the back at the back, they only have DVDs and they have like two Blu-rays back there. It's like, okay, crap. Well, I'm gonna start digging through the standee and see if I can find anything. There so you I go. start so I start digging. I was like, nothing. Ah, so next to the standee, like right across the standee, um, next to the cash register, next next to the registers, I call it cash register, but who uses cash anymore? Uh, <laughs> so it's, it's the Apple Pay register. Uh, <laughs> So next to the register, there's a new releases section, and I see, and they have like um, Pacific Rim and whatnot in that in that thing. I was like, oh, I don't see any, but then there's one copy of the of the 4K like special no edition. Way. Yeah, just the one copy of the of the Target limited edition there. So man, Target is pretty much sold out of the 4K copies. And soon to be sold out of Blu-rays. 
Yeah, I had the exact same thing happen. Well, I shouldn't say the exact same thing. When I went to Target and I went on the actual day of release, um, the Target closest to me, uh, they only had two of the uh, the special edition 4Ks um, there. So they had they had a few a few 4Ks and a few Blu-rays and and plenty of DVDs. But the special edition, they only had two left. So I grabbed one out of the two that was actually on, on out there. Um, I was fortunate enough. So I was thinking to myself, man, if Obey doesn't get it today, I don't know, man. I'm out of luck. So, I, I was thinking that I was out of luck. Yeah, I was thinking that I was out of luck at that point. I was like, worst case scenario, I'll just go to Best Buy and grab the Steelbook uh, yeah, that edition something. that they have. Assuming they even have that. Yeah, well, they had it on the site, so I could still order it online. Nice. Um, but I wanted to watch it over the weekend, which is like, I mean, I can order it and, and go pick it up like I did with the with the uh, uh, SNES Classic. But, you know, I just wanted to I just wanted to I, I feel like Target, if you're into like collector's editions movies, Target's the place to go, man, because they their their collector's editions are so nice. It's true. They 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 go out on adding these limited edition touches to either the case or some extra content. Yeah. Um. So it's just well, but Obed, you you know what I did on my Tuesday night? What? I popped that I popped that movie right <laughs> on. <in. laughs> so uh, it's oh man, in four K. Yeah, I can't I can't wait to watch it again. I'll definitely you know watch it over the weekend, and it's gonna be a one of those things. I was like, I was like, my wife's spoiler free on it, man. So she's gonna get all those memes. It's like, oh, uh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Other than that, Joel, uh, I was actually I actually grabbed the Vita game, uh, and I was able to, able to get a, a, a sealed copy of a World of Final Fantasy for the Vita Day, day One Edition, uh, which are getting hard to come by. Um, th- if you want to buy the game on PSN, is it's still forty dollars. Uh, and I was able to get this copy for I think twenty two, uh, which was a pretty good deal. Uh, GameStop they don't have them new and used are like thirty bucks, so uh, locked out on that. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to playing that. I was gonna buy a PS4 version, but I was like, you know what? I've been looking to buy something for the Vita for a while, and you know, RIP Vita, but it's still you know it, it's 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 one of those things that I can just grab, play some pause and suspend and then i can grab it the next day and keep playing but um looking forward to spending some time with that nice awesome yep uh, but that's that's all i got on, on my end joel uh do you want to just go ahead and jump into the the shenanigans for this week yeah let's have some fun here all right so joe james bond right i don't know i don't know if you were uh in the same in my same line of thought but James Bond, uh, we're talking about the character itself. Um, I, I believe that James Bond is not a man. James Bond is a title that is given to a certain spy when she, once that spy reaches a certain level of, you know, double O. Um, it, it, hence, different James Bonds throughout the years. Um there's a a very strong rumor and uh and the actor is actually steering the pot that Idris Elba may be playing James Bond in the next Bond movie. So Joel, how do you feel about that, man? Uh I feel great about it. Uh I I I, <laughs> I remember I want to say it's been now maybe a couple years that there were some people who had brought his name up before about being James Bond and at that time, there was a lot of negative reaction to it, and um, you know, obviously not everybody. But I'm saying there was there was enough to make some noise, and uh, you know, people. There, I think that the names I had spoken about at the time was Tom Hiddleston, Idris Elba, um, being like the names to replace Daniel Craig, and I, I love Daniel Craig's James Bonds. I, yeah. I, he brings it each time to those movies. He was he was brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so. I thought to myself, if you have a choice between Idris Elba and, and Tom Wilson, good actors. I'm sorry, I think Idris Elba brings more of that suave to because he's a very finesse man, you know. <laughs> he the is. Way he, you know, I'm not yeah. saying Tom Wilson isn't. I'm just saying that there's something about the way that Idris Elba 
uh, um, conducts himself that I could see him already in the role. It's not hard for me to picture. Now, the negativity from people has a lot to do with their perspective of how they see, um, you know, they see uh, um, James Bond. But Obed, I think it's, I think it's important for us to really evaluate who is James Bond. And you hit it off right from the beginning when you said James Bond is, is, a, is a character. It's, it's a name. Um, it's something that uh, is bestowed. And I mean, you were looking into some mythology. James Bond is an alias. It's, 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 it's a name that you inherit when you take on this exactly. James Bond, you know, spy, um, you know, ranking kind of deal. It's a specialized individual that takes on. Um, so his name, you know, could be, uh, you know, John Doe, but he just, he's James Bond because he's now been chosen, you know, part of this special elite group. Right. Uh, so anyways, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I have no slack against him just because I could see him playing the role. I think he matches the, the persona that I perceive for James Bond. And, uh, I, I really can't find a negative right now aside from him. Yes, he is up there in age. So, I mean, James Bond traditionally is usually somebody, actor usually play this a little more mature. You're not, you're not going to get a 20-something playing James Bond anytime soon. But um, that's fine. I mean, if he can give us at least uh, two to three performances as James Bond, I will be a happy man. So I, I'm, I'm all for it, Obed. Yeah, yeah. I, it, he has this eloquence when he speaks and this, you know... Uh, his enunciation is like so good that I can see him being like this dry type of, you know, character as James Bond. James Bond is supposed to be right. Uh, and, and if you if you actually just take um, take Daniel Craig out of one of the Bond movies, one of his movies, and and you insert Idris Elba with his enunciation and he's you know like like you said, it's like you know his his smoothness. Man, it's like it'd be it'd be it'd be pretty freaking sweet, man. I, I agree. I agree. It's yeah. amazing, like how smooth this guy is. I mean, even even when he does uh, voice roles, I mean, you would think of the Jungle Book, right? Like the dude's an amazing yeah. Shere Khan. Like, mm -hmm. and it's, there's no, you don't even see the guy. We just hear his voice, his delivery of these lines, you know. So I'm a big fan of this. I, I hope it's the case. And it's funny because I actually said this when I was watching. Um, uh, Infinity War Obed, and I see that Heimdall die. Oh, spoiler! Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, uh, sorry, yeah, too late. Yeah. Um, the movie's, the movie's fantastic. Watch it anyways. But <laughs> what happens with that character? I said to myself, well, you know, um, it might be because this dude's locked in to, to do something more, but more with his time. And you know, usually when stuff comes out about hey, it's this actor's associated with this role. Usually, like five months ago, this person's already been in discussions for the role. Like, it usually has been a long time before it hits like the varieties and the Hollywood reporters. It doesn't happen over like 24 hours, somebody getting the role often. So, especially this big of a James Bond, they, you have to talk to them for a while. So, it, it you know, the reports coming out about it is great. And then I'm sure you saw his tweet as well, where my name is Idris Elba. You know, he's, he's playing with it. So, I, I hope it's the case, Obed. Yeah, I'm all yeah. for it. He's Give us more James Bond. Yeah, he's turned the pot. Yeah, definitely. Though those the last the Daniel Craig movies, with the exception of the one that I always forget that exists, Quantum, Quantum of Quantum Solace. Solace. But yeah. even his performance in there is fantastic. It's just that the movie is not good. He's not. He's right. yeah, exactly. He he's good in the movie. It's just that the movie itself is not good, <laughs> except yeah. for that that play sequence. The <laughs> sequence of the play, man. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. This is like what was it the that opera thing. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, that, that was that was kind of good. Um, but yeah, it's you know, I, I'm all for it, dude. Like you said, um, I think he's a beautiful man and he can pull it off, no problem. We're rooting for you. Speaking of beautiful men, uh Joe, we talked about it real quick, uh a couple of months ago, I believe. And and it was uh that it was rumored that Tom Cruise is interested in playing not necessarily Hal Jordan, but Green Lantern in a Green Lantern movie. That came up again this week along with another actor, Joel. What's up with that? Yeah, so um, some update on the Green Lantern movie, which we would have to hear anyway. Some reports coming out of this movie truly is in production, as it's been said. 
uh, the movie slated to come out in 2020. So you'd have to think between the end of this year, starting next year, we, you know, they would start filming it. Right. So the producer for justice league, one of them, I forget the guy's name, forgive me. You can look it up, but uh, he actually went on the record, um, you know, behind uh, closed doors saying, I actually want Mark Wahlberg to play green lantern in this DC universe. Uh, the world of DC. So Mark Wahlberg, there's no reports of them actually reaching out to him or it even being a thing. Anything just, Oh, I just heard the reports that he was the one that the producer wanted them to go after and throw money at to play Green Lantern. Not the person I visually see <laughs> as a Green Lantern, <laughs> like period in all seriousness. Yeah. Um, it's not, not having any hard feelings against Mark. Uh, I just, it's just his personality and, I don't know. I just not not feeling that. But the other name that we talked about before was Tom Cruise. Like you had said, we talked about him in the past um, being associated. And now another report has come out this week uh, that he is actually the front runner, whatever that's supposed to mean. I guess uh, do they have other people in the, in the canon or have they actually reached out to them? Not entirely sure, but he is supposedly uh, reported as the front runner to play uh, Green Lantern for the Green Lantern Corps movie. So interesting events there. I, I, I still feel the same way that I'm I'm not a fan of, of uh Tom Cruise playing Green Lantern. Tom Cruise is a fine, very talented actor. Uh, yeah. if you watch Mission Impossible Fallout, I've seen the movie. I'm unfortunate enough to see the movie twice. It's a really good movie. His performance in it is is fantastic. Um, but just because something is great in one avenue or is even making money in something doesn't mean that this person now should come in and be the face of this franchise. I think they have to do what's best for Green Lantern, and that is to find somebody who really fits either the Hal Jordan, John Stewart, or both. And I just don't see um, Tom Cruise bringing to the role what I envision or what I've read. Uh, oh, but I think I've mentioned to you this before that Green Lantern is one of my favorite DC characters. Um, you know, he, he's in my top three. Um, so he's, he's one of my favorites. So I, I have an interesting perspective on it. It's, it's interesting. How do you feel about Obed? Um, yeah, like you mentioned, you know, um, I, I don't, I really don't see Marky Mark being, uh, the, the right man for this, for this part. I, I personally wouldn't have a problem with Tom Cruise. I mean, he is, again, he's older. He's only got, you know, a, a four, five to six more year, good years in him, uh, so whatever they need to do, they need to do fast. Um, apparently, based on reports, the script's already done, and Tom Cruise already read it, and you know, said, "Hey, I, I don't like certain things. If this thing's changed, I may just jump in. Maybe Tom Cruise could be a starting point for um, for a series, and then you know, continue into Guy Gardner or, or John Stewart. So they, it, it could definitely happen." Um, I, I really don't see an issue with Tom Cruise being in the movie. So, I mean, yeah, if, we'll if see it's, progresses. If it's good, yeah, exactly. If it's good, I absolutely has, have zero problems with that. Gotcha. Yeah. And Joe, uh, there's a, uh, before, before we jump into, um, maybe the topic of the show, uh, if you want to call it that, uh, Joe, there's a, but there's going to be an IMAX, a Marvel IMAX festival, right? There's going to be uh, all the movies are going to be available or back in the movie theaters at the end of this month. That's right. September. That's right. Big deal. Um, a lot of people, I, I didn't expect this kind of response on social media, but it, it's gone viral. A lot of people are buying their tickets for it through Fandango. Um, all the movie theaters that have IMAX are going to be showing me. They're only showing them in IMAX. Um, yep. No standard showings. These movies are being re-released all for the first 10 years, a 10-year anniversary present to all of us fans who already own the movies, but <laughs> we're going to go back out, <laughs> watch them in IMAX because that's what we do as fans. At, at this point, we're probably funding somebody's salary at Marvel. Uh, but you know something? It's <laughs> awesome because it's a great, you know, a great way to celebrate what they've done for the last 10 years is provide an opportunity for people to go back. And when I say that, a lot of people started joining Marvel more recently, and that happens with any franchise, right? Uh, where they maybe watch, you know, Black Panther, or they just watch Infinity War, 
or they're just watching, um, you know, one of the movies prior, prior, maybe Civil War, or, you know, cherry picking, and they maybe missed a couple of the movies in the theaters when they came out, or just haven't watched them, period, at all. And I think this kind of publicity is a great way for um, people to go back and watch them maybe for the first time, uh, or go back and have the experience maybe that they didn't have in the theaters because they weren't a fan at that time. Or but maybe younger, fan, like like maybe kids. maybe younger kids. I mean, these things have been out ten for years. 10 years. Yeah. Yep. So, so maybe you have a you know a, what what was a five year old back then that missed Iron Man, yeah, uh, the first Iron Man in movie theater can go back and see it now as a teenager and enjoy the movie. So fantastic! So I think that's a great plus for them. And and again, I did not expect it to go as big as it is. I thought that it would just be like, oh, it's a re release thing. People watch it, they talk about it, but a lot of people are gonna go. I think they're gonna make a lot of money off of it. There's some reports out there that some of the IMAX tickets in certain places. Are as low as six dollars for these movies. Wow! So um, they're just so trying, they're like, not trying to make money off of it. They're just trying to get the the free PR and give us fans uh, some service. That's probably got to be in like Kansas or something because I'm <laughs> extra. I, I like I'm extra prices here are stupid. It's like not I think, no the, dude, the last time I checked, it was like uh, twenty. No, more than that, dude. It's like last time I went to see because I saw Last Jedi on 3d but i did check the imax and it was like 28 bucks or something oh my gosh it, yeah, was, something, it was dumb yeah yeah wow yeah it was it was it was not great and and i think i i paid like 15 like uh, i think it's like four 13 14 for for a matinee 3d but yeah i haven't been to imax in a while because it's like last time i went and i spent spent 40 bucks it was ridiculous last movie i saw an imax actually was Thor the first Thor? Oh wow, wow! That was the, the last movie I saw in IMAX because wow. it was just after that. It was just like it's, this is just too much money. I uh, I can't recall. It's not been that. Actually, no. Last Jedi actually I watched in IMAX. Yeah, I, I did IMAX three D. Um, but some one of my favorite IMAX experience I could definitely say was watching the Dark Knight Rises in IMAX. I didn't watch the Dark Knight IMAX. But I watched Dark Knight Rises in IMAX, and I remember just sitting. I the one that you know on I Drive, it's one of the, one of the biggest ones in, in in our Central Florida. Um, that I remember just sitting there and just seeing the aspect ratio change and similar scenes. It's just beautiful. It's, it's great. It's fantastic. So those movies were shot in IMAX, but that's mm -hmm. a cool thing with the Marvel movies. Take it back to there. It's like Civil War. If you watch that movie in IMAX, which I remember I did do that for that movie, I would highly recommend it because especially the airport sequence, you get so much more visuals to it. And that scene is amazing. But when you watch that in IMAX, I remember how, how epic it was. So I recommend if you guys are out there, look up time for Civil War. That would be one I would recommend to go back. If you didn't see Infinity War, watch it again. Watch it for the first time. Those movies were actually shot in IMAX, so it really makes it worth it. But generally speaking, it's going to be a good time for people. Yeah, or if you have a lot of money, just have a contractor build you an IMAX at your home. You can do that too. <laughs> I think they start at like thirty grand or something, and you can get like a like an IMAX quality like screen and projector and whatnot. Oh, that's that's, place. Uh, that's a drop so, in the bucket, Obed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could go up to like three hundred grand, but you know what? Eh, that's it, cheap still, right? It, yeah, it's okay. It's like it's totally affordable. You know, <laughs> tax cuts will pay for it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good one. Changing from politics to gaming, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nintendo just announced a uh, a Switch bundle, Walmart yes. exclusive for uh, holiday season. It's actually coming out in September, but this would be the holiday bundle uh, that they'll have at Walmart to uh, 360. It includes uh, Mario Tennis Aces and One Two Switch. Yes, for three fifty nine ninety nine to three hundred sixty bucks. That's a good deal. Yeah, 360. You got two. You got two games. I want the Switch. Was a Switch release title, and uh, Mario Tennis came out uh, about a month ago. If I'm not wrong, I think it came out like the same week as E3 was going on. Um, so yeah, uh, Switch. Uh, I'm still looking to see if I can get one, man. For Merry Christmas, Christmas Obed. So here's the reason why I want to buy a Switch now, Joel. Dragon Ball Fighters is coming out on Switch. Yeah, and it runs pretty close to PS4. It doesn't look the same. You can tell that there's some things, right, that the Switch can't 
necessarily do very well, like, you know, some shadows and some stuff here and there, uh, particle effects most notably. But, man, to have that game on the go and be able to just grab and play it anytime you want, anywhere, that, to me, it's a system seller. So I may do it for that and, of course, get Mario and Zelda or Mario Kart and, and Mario. Uh, probably get some more out of Mario Kart and and uh, Super Mario Odyssey than than Breath of the Wild. I I really don't feel like spending two hundred hours on a game because I know I'll I get I know I'll get sucked in. You know how I am, man. Once oh, I get yeah. once I get sucked in, um, it's like what year is this? <laughs> I'm still waiting for that Final Fantasy fifteen uh season uh season two expansions to drop. Because I'll drop another 100 hours on that thing. Oh, man. Here it comes. <laughs> now I'll probably drop another 25. Let's be, be reasonable. Reasonable. Yeah. Uh, Joe, IGN. It's a hot topic, right? Um, some stuff happened. Um, and I'm going to try and do a timeline here as, as best as I can recall everything that happened. Because uh, a lot happened a couple weeks ago. Um, and, and, and things keep, keep happening, keeps, you know, things keep piling on. Uh, so, a, a couple of weeks ago, a, a game called Dead Cells, uh, was officially released for Switch and PS4. Uh, the game, I believe, had been in early access on, uh, PC for about a year, if I'm not wrong. Uh, so the game's been around for, uh, for months now yeah uh, in in some in some you know in, in some way or another it's been it's been out there um um there there's a a, a so i i want to try and start joel in a way i, I don't want to i don't want to sound like a like a jerk but so Philip Mewson from IGN, he was the Nintendo editor at IGN after Jose Otero left the company for a job at Nintendo. Um, talk about burning bridges. Um, so Philip released a, 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 a video review and a review of, of Dead Cells that was posted online. I think it was posted on like a Monday or something. Three days before that, a YouTuber by... The name of Boom Boomstick Boomstick Gaming uh, released a review. So when Boomstick Game, the the um, uh, I, I and I and I'm, my apologies because I I I forgot the not the guy's name from Boomstick Gaming. Uh, but when he was a when he went to IGN or when he saw that IGN had posted review of Dead Cells. He noticed that there were striking similarities to his review. Um, so he released a video. He was nice enough to go out there as like uh, not calling names, not being a jerk. Uh, so like I really respect this guy for his professionalism and how he behaved throughout this whole thing um, because it's it's commendable, right? Uh, we we live in a in a in an age where everything's an outrage and everyone's pissed at everything. And and he really handled it very professionally. So hats off to him. Um, so he he did a video comparing his review and and Phil's review uh, on IGN, and and the similarities were there. It was pretty striking. Uh, the video now has uh, last time I checked, it had like like a million two uh, views on on YouTube, and and Boomstick Gaming actually had gained like he. he almost tripled his channel by now like it, it, again great for him man yeah, good for him freaking ride the wave man don't don't worry about it you're doing just fine um i, I wish would go i wish we would go viral we will ride that wave bro hey someone's gonna plagiarize now i, I don't want <laughs> i don't want to be plagiarized <laughs> no no i, I don't want to get caught stealing jokes <laughs> no i'm saying i don't want them to steal from us <laughs> oh no i mean i, I you know what? If it's gonna bring us subscribers, I don't care. <laughs> oh, but no, it's desperate. I, I, no, 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 I'm I'm joking. But seriously, guys, and 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 I can I can tell you, you know, I I went to school before 
the, the internet was a thing and before yeah. the internet was widespread and you know it was really hard to plagiarize stuff back then once the internet started coming in man you can just fax your uh your 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 projects your, your school projects because you have internet plagiarize it your teacher doesn't have internet it's you're fine it's just i mean but we definitely live in a in a different in a different age now so um so IGN responded in in the the way they should have, uh, which was removing the review, removing the video review, and issuing um, a statement, you know, saying we're going to investigate and this is you know plagiarizing game reviews is not acceptable. They apologize to Boomstick Gaming, and and you know and and that was that for that day. But then the next day, um, they they came to the conclusion that you know it, it, there was obvious things in that review that were plagiarized, and they were not comfortable with that, and they were not happy with that. And Philip was let go from IGN. So our our, our bona fide superhero video game journalist Jason Schreier and Kotaku, people started sending him stuff. About hey, I I think I know this guy from when he worked at this side and where he did this thing in some forums, and sending Jason Schreier different samples of previous work. So while this was going on, IGN re-reviewed Dead Cells, posted their new review, and Philip released a released a video that was like a non-apology. It was a really bizarre video that he put out saying, hey, I never copied work. Uh, you know, I'm a video game journalist and this and that. Uh, I he was also, sorry. He also never uh, acknowledged the name of the person he plagiarized from. He called him a small YouTuber. And he, he said that he wished him the best, but he didn't apologize to him. So it was like an apology. So it was like a video saying, sorry, I'm not sorry. But at the same time, you know, um, sounding <laughs> he he, oh man! So I was like, I, I get I get upset. I, I get you know yeah I get I get passionate about this right because it's not it's not like the the guy was being a jerk right. But you can tell when people are not being genuine, and this was one of these examples that you can watch this video and and definitely tell that he was not being genuine. Also. If you watch his that sells review, um, wow! It just he he comes out as so fake, man. And um, I, I I didn't listen. I don't listen actively to the Nintendo podcast, the IGN podcast, which he was. You know, he's the Nintendo editor, so he's in charge of that podcast. But I, I don't necessarily listen to that. I listen to you know, beyond pretty much every other week. And, and, and I try to catch game scoop, which is probably my, my favorite IGN podcast, but he, the, the, the way he sounded to me, he's never sounded genuine. Like when Jose Otero was there, Jose was really genuine. And he, you can tell that he was really passionate about Nintendo and he was really passionate about his writing and all the stuff that he was doing. But, but he, Philip always came, came across as, you know, fake it was kind of like uh i don't i don't want to get into it anyway so um he released that video he gets grilled by everyone like uh, other youtubers like young yeah review tech usa it's like all these guys started posting videos it's like yo what has what what what's this crap what's what's this crap about this non-apology video it's it's awful uh philip takes down the video <laughs> because he's getting grilled by everyone it was it was awful dude anywho so uh so that happened and then just today joel uh the saga is not over um jason schreier posted a an article on kotaku with multiple examples of uh, this happened this yesterday i'm sorry multiple examples of him plagiarizing content from uh other other sites whether it be forums youtube multiple examples and ign responded with removing Phil's work from the site. Like they're scrubbing him off of IGN. 
Uh, it, it is that bad, Joel. Um, I'm I'm one where, first of all, how dumb can you be that you make you plagiarize a video or a video or a review of a game on the biggest video game website in the world where everyone will see it, where all you know where you have the most exposure, when you have you know teams of social media people pushing your content. Um, I mean, how, how dumb can you be that to do that, man? It's, it's, it's absurd. Like, right. Right. It's, it just doesn't make sense. It's a great opportunity working at IGN, um, regardless of how you feel about IGN or, you know, they're, they're, they're who they are. They, regardless, they are one of the largest, if that the, if not the largest, depending on your perspective, uh, in, in the games journalism space. So getting opportunity to be someone who gets the, do reviews and your content's game being put and seen by hundreds of thousands, of millions of people out there. And then you go and are seen, you know, I mean, look, let's call spade a spade. You watch the videos uh, comparing. I watched the dead cells one and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is literally the same thing. And then you have proof of being three to three days before or whatever that was actually posted. Mm-hmm. And it just makes you feel sad because you're like, Someone else was being genuine about their opinion. Someone else was being giving a, a real review. They were they were doing what they wanted, like how we do here on No Load Time. And uh, you know, who, who knows if this other guy was doing it, getting money off of it at the time or whatever. Maybe just do, just having a good time. Whatever the case is, I don't know. Um, but I believe then he, have, sorry, I believe Boomsleep Gaming at the time had around ten thousand subscribers, okay. which is a small, small YouTube channel. But I mean, it's it's still that's pretty successful. It's it's okay. I mean, yeah, ten thousand. It's not bad. I mean, yeah, that's, that's successful good. to me. Um, you know, enough that you keep going. But I mean, it's like one of those deals where it's unfortunate, you know, that someone of that large, you know, maybe I don't I don't want to say for sure because I don't know, you know, what what this guy was thinking, you know, plagiarizing. But maybe he thought, you know what. I'm this big. I'm with this big place like IGN. They're not gonna, you know, who's the little man versus us? I don't know. Or I thinking, mean, yeah, we're thinking he can get away with it. If, he uh, can exactly. get away with it, and and it's. I like to hear in this circumstance that at least it feels like this is a situation where IGN is saying like we're not gonna allow ourselves to be um, associated or perceived in this light, and it sends a message to journalists in general and people in general. It's a moral thing where it's like, look. We're putting stuff out there not just to, you know, squish the little person and just, you know, make ourselves look whatever. It's like, no, this this is not it's not true. It's 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 fake. And you, the people, we, the people, we recognize it's not like I'm doing a speech, right? Uh, <laughs> oh, but it's holding his heart. Uh, we, you know, <laughs> we, the people recognize when something is genuine and not. And with this. Um, watching this guy literally go out and do this video where he's talking about like, oh, I'm sorry, but not really saying he's sorry about what happened, but just trying to justify it. You know, and you get the feelings of, at least for ourselves, we feel like it felt very disingenuine. You know, you're, you, we, the people, we're going to recognize it. We're going to call you out on it and, and, and hold you accountable to it. And same thing here again on, on No Load Time. We want to be as genuine as we can. We're not trying to do this because uh, Obit's cashing uh, checks from the Last Jedi, or I'm getting or uh, PlayStation. I'm getting PlayStation money so I can uh, say something great about the Spider-Man game when it comes out. No, it's not. It's not. It's it's like no. We're being real genuine, saying like this is stuff that we'd like. We want to talk about the things we like here and share it with you. And if you don't agree with it, that's fine. But being real, and um, this is a situation where being real wins because it's being called out hey this guy's this guy obviously is plagiarizing and just is not genuine about even you know hey yeah. he could have easily been like i'm sorry he's not didn't really come across that way so it's just a win in the end of the day it's a lot of thoughts i have about this obed but i'm just glad at the end of the day that you know hey this this is being figured out and i hope this guy does really learn from it and and that he does do well on his own but at least it's a lesson learned right yeah well i think his career in video game coverage is is done he can probably like if he, if he loves gaming, he can probably do his own YouTube thing, his own Twitch thing, or whatever. But I mean, kiss goodbye on going into you know a company like IGN and yeah, 
and you know it's unfortunate you know because again jose otero who's who's in that position before ended up working for nintendo um as well as the previous uh girl that was the ign nintendo editor i forgot her name but she went to nintendo as well so oh. this is a great opportunity for them to grow and be able to move into you know uh, the the a company that they that they're passionate about the same thing happened with um uh the uh with ryan clements like ryan clements was on beyond he was let go when ign sold uh when when news corp sold ign to uh to uh so to see to cd media or, or or cd net or whatever they call it uh siv davis so when when that happened he was let go and he was uh part of the playstation team and and he was able to grab a you know a job with uh, playstation after that and he recently left to uh be a writer but then you know this this sort of jobs joel opens opportunity and then if you're very passionate about it it's going to pay off sooner or later yeah. but but unfortunately it, the the way he tried to get in and try to do this thing with you know hey let's let's copy someone else and make it pass us my work uh I, I, you know it it's absolutely unacceptable you know you don't have to be a genius to to come out with that but but the thing is that you know if you're genuinely passionate about it like like what you said things are going to come out natural you know and you don't have to fake who you are and and we talk crap about you know nerd stuff here and last week we had a very a very passionate talk about you know movies and the academy awards and all this by the way correction joe it's not it's not the one i want the wonderful life it, the movie's name is the a beautiful life la vida la vida la vida es bella That's okay okay other, and it's roberto roberto benigni not antonio so okay. i i correct myself from last week but i was on the right track anyway Uh, but we we went on and on, on a very passionate discussion about you know movies and the, and and that right and and we were being very genuine about it and and we we welcome all all opinions and you know just because you have a different opinion than than we do doesn't make you a bad guy right and the same thing happened with you know uh, Colin Mordiarty who's been blacklisted from you know gaming places because of his you know political views which you know really sucks because that being being in that bubble of like i'm not gonna get along or i'm not going to you know mingle around with people that i don't agree with just it just stifles uh discussion and creativity and all these things and and it's it's a very negative uh thing to do uh and and i you know again i i've said it before in a podcast and and I'm, I'm, i've been very vocal about this with with you um about, about colin and it's like you know what uh, truth be told he got stabbed in the back and i really admire the guy because he handled it again like a pro and you know he's dudes dudes and he he proved it and he's doing great so you know uh, again hats off to him um but going back to 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 philip i mean what whatever career he was hoping for on video game journalism it's over um, at this point you know he needs to start doing his own thing he can start aside do other things maybe join uh, uh join the escapist who's coming back and, oh yeah and, and use a use a use a, a pseudonym or something you know maybe he can do that but you know whatever whatever he was hoping for with nintendo themselves it's probably over um most more than likely and you know again we don't wish people bad but you know i i hope that this guy learns from his mistakes as again as you mentioned and is able to turn this into a positive thing and maybe he can grow as a person and for the best thing he can do man it's the same thing that i always tell everyone to do it's like you know what it doesn't hurt to take the blame like take the blame it's like i agree hey you got you guys you know what i effed up i man up to it i'm sorry and you know just because you do that it's not that doesn't make you a weak person or a bad person or anything uh, on the contrary it helps you grow 
and it helps you accept yourself and accept your mistakes. And, you know, it could take you further, you know? So, uh, if he, if he, if he would again, come out and man up and accept not only this issue with dead cells, but other, um, issues that have been brought up by, by Justin Schreier, uh, Maybe maybe he would deserve a second chance, but he needs to do the right thing at this point. I really agree. Uh, well said. Yeah, and I also feel bad about IGN, dude, because they take all this crap all the time from everyone. It's like, oh, you can't spell ignorance without IGN and all this. You know, they, they take all these jokes, and they have a, a really good crew over there, you know, like Brian and uh, Brian Nathano and Max Scoville do a great job with Beyond and... um uh you know jerry Perry, who's no longer there but he was he was awesome like a lot of people that came from ign uh art grade and 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 you know damon hatfield i i really like he's really, he seems like a really cool guy and and i like his content uh but there's also you know personalities from ign that i don't like as you know i'm not gonna mention names but um you know i already mentioned one name then you can probably figure it out uh, <laughs> if you're smart, right? You just put it two and two together and, and get four. Uh, so that's uh, that's what I think, man. I I feel bad for IGN because it's uh, they they get all this crap and they, and they try, man. They try to be good. They try to be great, and their content is top notch. But they don't. They definitely don't get the credit that they deserve. And they've uh, brought the medium to you know they've elevated it and. They they brought it and they're competitive too, so you know you have to look into that as well. So, yeah, I really agree with you. There's there's fine individuals at IGN, uh, and I think like you and I talk about this stuff often, just in our in our own time when we're talking privately and saying like, but just being level headed as a human being, right? Um, you know, like <laughs> don't come down on IGN and be like, see, they this guy plagiarized everything about them's fake and all this. Yeah. Thing. Don't go on uh don't go on an extreme, in my opinion. Just be level-headed. There's there's good and bad people everywhere. Um, there's fine individuals at IGN. There's other individuals that you know, guess what? May not be as fond of, but at the end of the day, be level-headed. Don't just be like the whole thing is is, is a mess and the whole thing is if that's not the truth, that's not the case. You know, there's, there's, I'm sure there's, there's talented people who we all don't know and behind the scenes and front, all, all, all sides. And, uh, it's just unfair to those people to come down on, on the whole thing. I, I, in my opinion at this time. Um, but yeah, I, it's, uh, they, their content has always been top notch. That's why I said they're one of the biggest, if not the biggest, depending on your perspective, I believe they're, they're the biggest out there, you know, when it yeah. comes to the, this medium. So they do a lot for the fans, they got the money. Now, if you think about it, Joel, if they, if 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 Fox wouldn't have sell, sold IGN to Siv Davis, Disney would own own IGN now. That's and, crazy. I didn't and, think of that. And that could have gone both ways. They could have ch either shut it down or maybe get more money. Um, but yeah, and I know that IGN has some content that's uh, on on this on Disney XD. If I'm not wrong, like that's the true. Nintendo, like I think when Jose Otero was on, I saw some of the Nintendo, the IGN Nintendo stuff on. On Disney XD, I, I don't remember seeing Philip, but uh, I remember seeing Jose. But man, um, it, it, again, it's this is something that we're very passionate about, and you know, being genuine is very important um, to me personally, and 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 it should be, you know, uh, to you as well. And you know, whatever whatever you're doing, whatever you're doing live, whatever if you do, you know, YouTube content or podcast or anything you do. Uh, it, you know, it, it doesn't matter if you don't like games or don't do content, whatever, whatever you do in life, uh, you should be genuine. And, you know, uh, what's that saying is like, if you do something you love, you never have to work a day in your life. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, and that's absolutely true, but, uh, we're hoping to, uh, that, that Philip comes around and, you know, apologizes and, and maybe he'll get a second chance, you know, Best thing to do now for the next couple of weeks, man. Lay low, release a genuine apology video. But hey, you know what? Sometimes you can change people. But it's true. It's my uh, it's my two cents. Before we go, Joel, go ahead and plug us in. Well, before we get to that, Obad, I did uh, want to mention this to you really quickly. I know right. you and I both have seen this, but guys. There's an amazing limited edition PS4 Pro out there, um, Obed. That 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 is just a beautiful, 
Okay. Oh my goodness. It makes it's like I'm not someone to covet, but oh my goodness, it's it's a beauty. Only fifty thousand of them made made. Uh and this is yes. comm commemorating the five hundred million consoles sold. PlayStation, not PS4 sold, but PlayStation in general. Uh man, it's a beautiful console. Dude, translucent blue, two terabytes, uh with a blue etching on it, and you know, has a the the plate and comes with you know bundled with a camera and whatnot kind of like what they did with the uh 25th anniversary playstation but this is a ps4 pro pro uh translucent dark blue it's beautiful man i really it love is, it. it really is yeah they're gonna release the controller separate joe oh that that might be yeah. worth it yeah if you're interested in that i just bought a i just bought a midnight blue uh a couple of months ago so i'll i'll skip it but man translucent blue and that dark blue looks so nice Nice, nice. Yeah, I would, I would love to grab one of these, but PS4 is working fine for now. And well, are they I, selling I, at I the same want... price? Uh no, I think this is going to be like a hundred dollars more. Yeah, because of the bundled extra content. Yeah, I think it's going to be like like a five hundred dollar uh, thing because they they're including the camera plus you know it's a limited edition thing and it's a two terabyte drive. So uh, they they are, they're going premium on on this one, uh, and uh, maybe hey you know what two terabyte drive maybe PS Five is gonna come out with a two terabyte drive. What That's else? a good point. Yeah, um, although you can do that now. I mean, uh, I upgraded mine well, well what a year ago, right? I think yep. uh, for for a two terabyte and only cost me like eighty bucks to do, so it's not bad. That's right. That's right. No, it's worth it. I just wanted to bring that up because I thought yeah. that that was a pretty Man, cool one. It's so nice. I, I know. I, I wish, like, if I, if I, if I, like, if I had money to burn, I'll probably do it. PlayStation, you can send us to the address. <laughs> we'll do an unboxing. We promise. And, and we'll we'll uh, play it. We'll not keep it in a box. We'll actually use it. How's that? That's that's right. That's right. <laughs> we're not we're uh, not fake. We're not we're not fake. We actually open our stuff and play around with it. We do. We do, man. We're not like, oh, it looks pretty. No, we open this cool stuff. Guys, on that note, it is a great point for us to say we thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to us here on No Load Time. We want to make sure to stay connected with you. You can always use a friend, right? So why not be friends with us? Follow at No Load Time on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. That's at No Load Time. We also want to encourage you to stay subscribed so you get the latest when our new episodes drop. We are on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. So you can subscribe to us there for the podcast. If you want to watch us, maybe you're watching us even right now, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, you can get when our newest videos come out, the video version. If you're a subscriber on iTunes for the podcast, we'd ask if you'd please leave us a review. That always helps us out. And we also want to invite you to send in feedback to us. We always love connecting with our fans and, and our listeners. And so you go ahead and shoot us an email to noloadtime at gmail.com. That's noloadtime at gmail.com. You can send us any questions, comments, feedback, something we may even discuss here on the show. But as always, we thank you guys. And next episode is going to be episode 60, Obed. So let's make it big. Yeah, hopefully some stuff happens on the news and we can cover it. Um, hopefully nothing bad, though. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of covering, like, hashtag me too and, uh, <laughs> and, and people stealing stuff <laughs> uh just joke uh but again thank you guys and uh like joe's like joe said reach out to us send us an email um email is very important guys just send us feedback and questions uh and let us know how we're doing but we will see you again next week see you guys